the rock play where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aimed for the head. I'm Colin True, and joining me today, I don't even have anything clever to say. I'm just so glad to see him here on the rock play. It's Justin Hausman. You're speechless. That's I'm nice. so happy to see you. Well, I do look pretty <laughs> great. Remember, do you remember, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever, like, nobody, nobody had the week off all the time just like assumed now it's just assumed now that everybody has the week between christmas and new year's off i don't think that used to be the case we were talking before we hit record about working in offices and there were plenty of years when i was working in office where like december 27th 28th i was back in the office yeah. for sure yeah like i don't remember that ever being a thing like when i was a kid and like my mom worked like she didn't have that week off yeah and my kids now public school they've and this has been washington and in california three weeks Okay, so all the kids are still out of school here now. They they get out. They don't get out until like the Friday before Christmas, whatever that day would like. That's like the they they go a full week before Christmas, and they're off the two weeks after, which is weird to me because we always had the week before and the week af- off after. Would you get for any gear for Christmas? Any good any like good outdoor gear? Well, you know, whatever. Fuck no, that's the last thing I want. <laughs> uh, what I, I mean, I'm pretty excited about my meat thermometer I got. That's pretty cool. Well, anyway, we're recording this on Friday, January 4th. Today on the show, we're going to run through some of the more interesting headlines come out of the outdoor industry and community over the past few weeks. But being that it's Friday, that means we made it to the weekend, which is which also means it's time for America's Favorite Podcast segment. What is Justin doing this weekend? Brought to you by a long weekend coffee. And sure, we may be coming off of a short week, but Justin America wants to know, what are you doing this weekend? You know what? I'm car shopping this weekend. It's happening. We talked about this. I think the last time we chatted, we recorded. Yeah. What 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 happened? What tell me, give give us a lowdown. Well, we tried to pack up our family of four into our Rav Four to go to Yosemite. Just like, How'd this. that go? <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy because like we weren't even camping. Like it's not even like we stayed at a hotel and they're still just yeah, like it's like two suitcases and you're still like this sucks. I mean, we have a big cargo box on the top and like just needed something bigger. So I did, did a little car shopping yesterday. I'm going to check out the new Mazda CX90 plug-in hybrid today. Excellent. And then we'll see. Right on. Yeah, we'll check Is that it out. an SUV, technically? Mm-hmm. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. It's like the size of a Highlander. They just they just came out with it. I took my daughter yesterday to go sit in some sit in some cars. She had a good time. She must have loved that. <laughs> it's just like we get in like a we get in like a Kia Sorento, which I'm also strongly considering. And she's like, let's take this home, Daddy. And I'm like, well. I'm the guy the guy at the dealership thought the same thing. Yeah, sure. Write it up. <laughs> well, anyway, that's a long way to get to. You yeah. know, what is Justin doing this weekend? It's brought to you by Long Weekend <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> for the best beans for all your adventures, not just in the weekends, head right now to longweekend.coffee, shop around, and at checkout, enter promo code ROCK10 for 10% off of your first order. Long weekend coffee, more weekend, please. And before we get in the headlines, though, I do want to do a quick dip into the mailbag. We got an email last week mm-hmm. that was in response to the episode we put up just before the holidays about Nemo's Endless Promise and the limited number of brands that are talking about circularity as a product-making strategy. And we got an email from Mort Nace. And Mort's a pretty well-known figure in the Northeast kind of trail-based endurance sports scene. Uh, He wrote in to remind us of a brand that we left out of that conversation. Mort wrote in, Colin, happy new year. Thought I'd aim high with that. I guess that's a rock fight reference. Aim high with what friends at Smart Wool have been up to with their second cut project, taking back socks from any brand. Mm -hmm. At first creating uh, creating fill for dog beds. And now they're able to produce a sock from that yarn. Customers have been super eager to participate. We collected over 300 pounds of socks in April 2023. Mort's the general manager of Medved, which is a running store in New York. I actually thought of Smartwell after recording because I knew they were up to this, but um, yeah. I'm glad he called us called us out on that one. That's a, that's a very worthy initiative. From I those probably guys. have four bags, four of those bags they send you to send your socks back. <laughs> Lying in the house with like one sock in them in various places. 
How many socks do you think 300 pounds? How big, how big of a oh. pile of socks do you think 300 pounds of socks is? That's a lot of socks, man. Right. And that's any brand. I was. Is that like? Would that fill the back of my truck? Oh, easily. Hell yeah, that's got it right. I mean, think about think about if you had ten pairs of socks in your hand, would you even notice? Wow, I need to see how big. Like, is that like a swimming pool amount of socks? Mort, if you have a photo yeah. of the socks, please send it over myrockflight at gmail.com. I'm always fascinated by like seeing things that are measured like that or whatever. Like, I want to know. I'm desperate to know how, how big of a pile of socks, 300 pounds of socks is. Like That's I, a lot of socks. I, I always like fantasize about being able to see like all the food I've ever eaten in one place. Just like piled up. Like not like digested or whatever. Just like here it is. Here's a pile. Like I have no you idea. Like chronic, is it chronologically I don't ordered? Even, like no, what I, all the I McDonald's kinda, I, from honestly, my Honestly, I want it just pile. in a pile. Just a huge pile. <laughs> like is it is it like going to be one of those like tire – like you know how like you're driving on the freeway you see those giant like – mounds of dirt when there's like a tarp with like tires on top of them is it like that yeah. big is it like is it like nuclear power station like dome big like i, I have no idea is it like a st- the state of texas maybe you know? <laughs> anyway good call up by you mort okay let's dive in so we're gonna so we're like we're gonna start um this is a really interesting story we start today with it's a, a story i discovered on explorersweb.com it's regarding four kayakers who set a landmark record in a remote corner of canada that have been charged with illegally visiting the area, which is protected as a migratory bird sanctuary. The four kayakers, who are known as the Arctic Cowboys, because two of them are from, from Texas, which, you know, don't love we that can talk name. about that separately. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. That's and the picture, they had yeah. cowboy hats on and stuff. Mm. Like, I'm not a fan. But anyway, they completed the first ever single-season kayak journey through the Northwest Passage this past autumn. And each member has since been charged with 45 violations of the Canadian National Parks Act and the Migratory Migratory Birds Convention Act. The group embarked on their journey in early July and were immediately blocked by sea ice along Violet Island's south coast, and they had to wait in a small hunting cabin on the southeast corner of the island for two weeks for the ice to break up. Uh, By allegedly camping on that island without permission, the Arctic Cowboys ran afoul of several regulations designed to protect migratory birds. Camping on the island without a permit is a key violation, and that prompted an investigation. Hmm. And I'm summarizing all this from that article. They arrested these. Uh, they were arrested for these infractions in August while they're still on their trip, but then released and finished the trip. And now they're due back in court this month. There's a uh, spokesperson for Parks Canada, Megan Hope, was quoted as saying, visitors are encouraged to plan ahead before visiting a national park in Canada and should be aware of relevant rules and laws before entering one of these sites. Now, no one has been able to get a comment from the Cowboys themselves. No, that makes sense. These things should be case-by-case basis. I mean, like, it, I have a feeling if this is actually going to court, that will probably be kind of what will, well, I don't know. But I would assume that would kind of, the judge would be like, oh, well, all right, you didn't really have another option. I mean, if they, if there was like that, remember the guy that, uh, some he's like a some rich guy in like Colorado who was going around like dipping his balls in like pristine lakes that you, could, you weren't supposed to hike to and like doing it on Instagram. And it was like a huge like, like thing. Is that, are, you, are you making that no, part of No, I'm not making that up. Like he was he's like, teabagging the lakes. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and he just got busted for like assault. I don't know, he's like some bad boy, some like super rich bad boy, but his whole thing was like, F you, I'm going to go where I want. Like, yeah, that guy should be in prison. Yeah, okay. But I like these guys, I mean, if it's like they knew, if you could somehow prove they knew and they didn't need to stay there, yeah, I, they should be fined or whatever. But like, I don't, I just feel like this should be a case by case thing. Yeah, you know? like if if you I don't ha- know. have a party out there or something absurd, but this is obviously in the middle of nothing, and like they probably didn't. Do they even know what island they were at? I mean, like if it's a survival situation, or even if it's, I mean, even if it's not, like frankly, I don't know. I get like, is four dudes camping on this beach gonna like disturb the migrating habits of these birds? That's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. I was like, it's sort of 
so the one thing I didn't find, couldn't couldn't find that no one no one seems it was published or maybe they have it. I just didn't find it. Like what the consequences could be? Is this like a fine they're gonna have to pay? Is this that big a deal? Like yeah. I mean, is this one of those things like ah guys, look, you shouldn't have been there. You're there for two weeks, you know, so you're gonna have to pay. Well, do you say they're charged with like forty five? It's like forty five citations. I mean, even if that's like forty five fines, like that's a huge thing. Well, that's so that number is kind of what brought me back to like, well, what's going on here? I mean, the comment about they should know, like I I can empathize if they're like, well, we didn't know the sea ice was gonna be there and we had no other choice. I don't know if you're doing, you're taking on the Northwest Passage. It's the first time this has been done. You, I, I kind of feel like that might be something you'd discuss, like what happens if, and then you should probably know what's in your way. And and maybe they did. Maybe they knew that, like, hey, if we go to that island, like, we're not supposed to be there. And well, I don't know. If that's and case, also, were they respectful while they're there for two weeks? You I know, mean, were if, the day, you know, how did people even find out that they were there? You know? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. If that's the case, if, I mean, maybe they're not super isolated. Maybe there's like scientists there. I don't know. But like, if, if, the, if the case is that, um, like, I'm always like really wishing there were more places to camp around here, you know, and I'm like, right. But like, you can't because if, well, you know, you, you, you have one, then it's like, it gets crowded and like someone starts to fire and it gets all fucked up. So like, I do understand that there shouldn't be people on these islands. Because of the birds, I guess. I get that. I do get that. I understand all that. That makes sense to me. And But, like, I do feel like there should probably be some sort of, well, you guys are doing this insane thing. Nobody ever goes there. It's probably okay. But the next person is going to get screwed. Like, if someone else tries it, they're the ones that should get in trouble. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. And, and that's the thing. Like, there's not enough... And I, I hate to be a broken record on this, but it's another case of like, you know, some outdoor media outlet just kind of not giving a really, not giving enough context of like what actually happened to. They mentioned that they had a, a gun with them, which is another violation. But I'm like, well, if they're like in polar bear country, that kind of thing, like I'd probably want a gun too. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, if they were actually hunting or something, like, what, I mean, like, who knows? That could be their story. I mean, it could be their story that we got, oops, but maybe they were actually well, like polar bear hunting. Like, I don't know. That, that's the thing. When you're called Arctic Cowboys, I'm already kind of well, not on so, your side. 100%. And that you're, because now, okay, what, they're there for two weeks. Or are they like just like pissing wherever they want? Are they being like dicks while they're in this kind of place? And that's why if they had just been like kind of quiet and respectful, no one would have noticed. It's a really interesting story, but also like, like on one level, what, what's the right level of preparedness you need to be for every possible circumstance in an undertaking like this? You should be able to sit back and wait a few years and then charge them with a crime. Like if they were like, if they were like taking shots on like Instagram and like putting that out or whatever, and like, because of them, that place got kind of screwed, then you should be able to try. Like it should be kind of thing. Let's just wait and see if it matters. Let's just wait and see. <laughs> like, that well, be- that's another thing. Like where this place, this is the beginning of the Northwest Passage. It was like on the upper, like it's like the Arctic and Circle, right? All I of mean, that's going to be paved. That's all going to be paved and have like docks pretty soon when like it, as soon as China and Russia can like get up there to get the oil. <laughs> they build the bridge. <laughs> uh, did you hear about the, um, there was a group of Native Americans that hiked the John Muir Trail without a permit over the, I think it was this, for all I know, this happens all the time, but I saw like a couple things on social media about it over the summer. And I think they were like stopped or something, or it was a kind of a thing. And they're like, well, this is our land. Like we don't need a permit. Like this is our land. And part of me was kind of a little bit rankled by that. Cause it's like, well, I have to get one. Like that's, that's not really yeah. fair. <laughs> but also it's like, did they hurt anything? No. Like just, they, they, I feel like there should be a case. Like that makes sense. If, if it's like a bunch of frat boys that are like, Fuck yeah, it, we're not getting one. They should be accosted. But like, it's like a group of four like Native American women that, or I think it was, you know, like that's fine. Who can, like great? They don't need to get in trouble. They don't think these. Guys, I don't think the Arctic Cowboys should be in trouble. I I agree. All we can really go on is face value at this point, right? There's a lot because they haven't commented. We don't really even know what what they're 
the, the how how they will be held account to account if they get convicted of this anyway. So let's just put ourselves in their shoes for a second. They this is their second attempt. They 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 went to do this. It didn't work out. They went back. They improved their plan. They went from singular kayaks to tandems. They got a couple of other people from other places who are really well experienced at like at uh, at, at paddling. If you read about mm. if you read about the expedition, so it sounded like they probably did know where they were going. <laughs> like they probably did know and, that and island was sure. I mean, that's on. why for all we know, they could have been like, we can't go there. Ugh, we have no choice. And to yeah. your point, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as when they're on the island, it's like. They weren't messing with the birds. Sounds like there was a cabin there that they were staying in, according to the, what I just read from the article on Explorer's Web. And it's like if everything turned out okay and nobody was really – nothing was damaged. They Again, they weren't like leaving just like piles of shit around or trash or whatever. What are we doing here? Like, well, you know, also I, if I, they – if they uh... – if I mean, if they had all this level of planning and they knew that that was a no-go zone, they probably were like prepared, probably prepared to pay a fine. I mean, like I would be okay with that to a certain degree. It's like, well, I have to, I can't go there or else I'll get arrested. But it's either that or I drown. Like I'll just go get arrested. I mean, like they're probably okay with it. And again, like if we don't know about the, these guys, could have been dicks. So who knows? Like I'm, I'm very curious actually to see. I hope it Explores Web continues to cover it because I want to see how this, yeah. how this plays out. I'm, I'm very interested here. But I guess it goes to say, if you take nothing away at this point in the conversation. Know where you're going, and guess what? If you come up on sea block ice, maybe you got to turn around and try again next year. If mm-hmm. you know you're not supposed to be there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe that's ultimately what we should take away from this. So I'm going to take away. All right. Well, so what you and I are going to do Northwest Passage this summer? We're going up. Yeah, they do cruise ships up there, right? <laughs> Icebreakers. Sure. <laughs> that sounds all right. If we treat like the Tour de France, we can strip these guys of their title, and you and I can go nab it. You know, <laughs> you didn't do it. You had to. You got fined by I just, I don't, by I the mean, national parks. <laughs> I don't know. I am not like a huge. I'm not that. I'm not super interested in like firsts to have done that kind of thing. That, no, like that. That was cool. That was a lot cooler a thousand years ago. <laughs> it's like it's getting kind of arbitrary at this point. Well, our next story comes from Endurance Sports Wire, who reported this week that Strava announced the release of the year in sport, the trend report that they the Strava released, highlighting the global trends among active people across generations, and it shows that Gen Z's active behaviors vary greatly from those who came before them. I just thought this was super interesting. Here's some of the things that, that were in this report. That 77% of Gen Z athletes say they feel more connected to others when they're seeing their friends or families' uh, activities on Strava. It's a little self-serving, but that's interesting, right? It kind of st- stacks up with the yeah, sort of the sense. online generation. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of that list, celebrities and influencers. So not they did not care about that. They definitely wanted to stay. They, they see it's their... Um, that's cool. They like connecting to people they know. Yeah, that makes sense. Gen never, Z is also... Never even thought about following a celebrity on Strava. I'm sure there are. I get yeah, people that's got to be a huge are. thing. I never yeah. even thought about doing that. Yeah. Gen Z is also the most social, being 29% more likely than millennials to work out with another person, at least some of the time. They're also, Gen Z is 31% less likely to exercise primarily for their health than their millennial or Gen X counterparts, meaning that like they're just going to go be active with socially versus I have to go work out today. 39% of Gen Z Strava athletes started a new job and 30% relocated in 2023. This is of the people they polled. But they were 32% more likely than other generations to say they're fitter than last year. Hmm. So they didn't fall into that trap of like, oh, I've got so much going on in my life. They're still making an effort to go do stuff. And other findings included things like people with pets were more likely to exercise. Climate change is affecting how people get out, how much people get outside. And the one that I related to the most, 43% of Gen X athletes on Strava say they've been listening to the same workout music for years. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't know how to feel about any of this to be honest because i i'm just tired of it like i'm mm-hmm. tired of it 
I'm tired of Strava existing. I'm tired of people recording everything they do. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just sick of it. So like, yeah. I don't, I mean, it's interesting in the sense, like if you're a marketer or whatever, it's gold, but that's all it's like, what am I supposed to, it's, I'm not, I'm not saying this isn't a good topic. I just mean like, like generally no, no, speaking, I, I, like what am I supposed to do with this information? Like, I also feel like, yeah. I also feel like this is probably, you could have pulled any group of young people ever and they would say the same thing. Like it just, Strava's only been around for a few years so they don't, they can't like pull Gen X when we were 20, you know, like, <laughs> but we would probably have said all the same shit. Right. But like, I just like, like, I took it as a characterization by old people that Gen Z is like just going to sit around and look at TikTok. You know, I think yeah. pe- I think people and personalities don't change. Like the tools we have do. Yes. I, I I got into a, a a somebody on something online again. Like I hate, but the worst part of social media or news even or, or news on social media is when shit gets thrust on you that you weren't looking for. I had a thing about a, it was like young generation who they're just sitting around and they don't do anything. And if you go back and research it, there was like real pushback against like radio and television from people yeah. of the day, right? Yeah. This is not a new story. No. And yeah, you like to see your kids looking at their phones, like, but also my mom used to yell at me when I was watching He-Man cartoons, you know, like, and I'm not saying that it's a one for one between what you're seeing on TikTok versus watching He-Man cartoons, but I think the circumstances are similar. And I guess for this, it was like, look, they're going outside and frankly, they're probably going outside in a more healthy way or they're being active in a more healthy way than maybe even a lot of our peers are. You know, I thought that was kind of an encouraging sign. That's true. And I don't, I mean, uh, I don't know. That's also probably self-selective because you're only on Strava if you're active. So (laughs) I don't really know. (laughs) Like, I don't know how you get around that. Like, well, you obviously cared enough to move to like record your moving. So there's probably plenty of kids who just game all day who don't even know what Strava is. Oh, by but, the way, I agree with you. I'm tired of the, like the whole like it didn't happen if it's not on Instagram or Strava. Yeah, like, I, it's, it's just I'm, like, I'm so over that shit. Like I'm getting rid of it. all that stuff. Finally, like all I have left is Instagram and Threads. I don't have any. I I, I got rid of my Nextdoor account. Even like I'm just like not. I just I I don't think and I don't think it's like I'm getting old. I just I'm just tired of everything being tracked. Like I want to go back yep. to a, a place where you could just kind of get lost and just do your own thing and like nobody knew about it. I mean I like. The other day, for example, I was I was on a hike with a family and I saw um, a place I hadn't really ever been there, but like we don't go there that much up on the ridge overlooking the ocean, like west of here. I mean, spectacular. And I saw this dude. On a, all of that is for sure forbidden for bikes. Like you can ride on the road. There's like millions of like road cycles riding around, but there's no bike trails. And I see this like dude on a mountain bike kind of cruise on this little tr- single track down the way from us and pop behind these trees and he's gone. And my first thought is, oh, I'll look at heat maps to see where he went. And it's like, of course. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. it turns out, turns out I actually heard of that trail. I just never, I just didn't know where it was. I'm like, oh, right. that's where that trail right. is. But it's also just like, that's so fucked. Like it would have been, it was so cool for the hour when I'd like saw, I like tracked where he went. I'm like, ooh, there's like yeah. a little, you know, like dip under this tree and there's like a small trail that's clearly bikes only, you know, mm-hmm. or I mean, you know, built for bikes. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a, you know, a little, a little unsanctioned trail. And I'm just like, oh, that's amazing. And, but yeah, yeah, it's on heat maps. It's just like, God damn it. Like, just stop it. Just stop recording everything you're doing. I If if counterculture and like whatever, just pop culture in general has taught us anything, that I think there's going to be a massive pushback on a lot of this stuff by younger people. At some point, it's going to become incredibly cool to like have a flip phone or a, or a landline. It already is. And, I mean, I've read this yeah. before in the Times where there's like this big movement amongst young kids. Whatever's below Gen Z are like, just like, I don't want to have a phone. Yeah. And like, uh, 
I just, yeah, I just, it's not cool to be tracked. I mean, I don't, it's not like I'm worried about like the black helicopters coming. It's just, it's just, it's just gross, you know? No, I, I agree. I, I keep, I keep it. I like to know, I'm sure you do too. Like if you're riding your bike, like how far did I go? Like just some basic stuff. I, b- barely. Even that. I'm like, eh. No, but like if I have a goal, like, oh, I want to ride 10 miles a day. I kind of want to see yeah, it. Right, I, like, sure. I like that. Right. And then also then if I don't have my bike computer, I do it. Then it's like, oh, well, Strava is like my backup. It's on my phone. If I, if I want to do that. And I will admit there are definitely some people I'm connected with on Strava who like I worked with like 15 years ago who like live on the East Coast who I'm probably never going to see again. It's kind of cool. Like, oh, like, you know, Alex got out for a bike ride today. Like, where did he go? Oh, I used to live near like that. That part is I don't want to use the word social. It's not social, but it's like that part's kind of cool. But it doesn't it doesn't overtake anything that you're saying, which is like it's just too much. Everything is too much. It's hard. I've never been interested in, in digitally recording my activities. So mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm coming from a place of, of bias against it already. But even honestly, even like, oh, I went 10 miles today. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, unless I'm, if I was training for something specifically, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to ride 100 miles up a certain kind of hill, I need to know if I can do it. Okay. But even then, like, honestly, I don't know what good it, like, I don't know what good it does you. Like, it just go for right. a bike ride. Like, like that to me, even, even, even just the little, I mean, I have an Apple Ultra watch, right? But I don't really use it for that purpose. Sure. But like, even just the little, like the little, the little encroachment on my ride by like something going, oh, did you ride far enough? Oh, did you, you know, oh, maybe you didn't go far enough. Oh, you only went 10 or whatever it is. It's just like, <laughs> can't we just go out and do things like for fuck's sake, like just go for a bike ride. We are enamored with this stuff, though, right? I mean, this like the, well, the, two, I'm not. the two guys and well, no, I mean, humans and as a general statement, I mean, like two guys you're listening to right now are like like rigid bikes, so we're probably the exact wrong people to have this yeah, conversation. I know. But like, like this is I've taken a few shots on a few different pods of you know, like electronic shifting and electronic brakes, and like I saw a video of a YouTube video, and there's a guy like, oh, I forgot to charge my shifters last night, yeah, and I'm like. I mean, are you kidding? Like, what are we doing? Like, the technology just goes far, and I think this kind of plays in the but same ballpark. But at least that, at least that is just like a mechanical thing. I mean, like, it's not like consuming your awareness or 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 what or like framing why you're riding a bike to begin with. But I don't know. I just to me, it just seems like when I see people with like their 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 phone on the front of their handlebars as we're like I'm on the fire roads in the back. I'm like, it's it, one, it's pretty hard to get lost back here. Two, yeah, right. <laughs> even if you did, yeah. You, you can see everything like you're not lost. Like you just it might take you longer to get home. I don't, I just, I just want to get rid. I want to get rid of all of that. I want to go back. I want to go, I want to go like rent a movie and have them like write it down on a piece of paper. And that's how it's tracked. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't, and, and yeah, I don't want like Netflix to be like monitoring all the shit I'm watching and serving it to me. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of all of that. And to me, it's all the same thing. Would you like to watch this movie now, Justin? I mean, are you happier because you know that you rode 10 miles versus I went for a nice bike ride? No. No. And you thought about something else so. besides your ride. You know, it's like. I do like, I mean, but I do, like, I, I, step, I, and maybe that's because I, I, like, used to do endurance. So I get definitely wrapped in my head of, like, I want to go, like, this distance this week, and I like to know how many I've gone and that kind of stuff. It's hard to shake that. I, I don't, I also know that if I go, if I don't have it, I don't But what do you do with either. that information? Know it, you know? Just know it. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, to me, like, like. I, I guess I, I guess if it motivates you and you wouldn't otherwise do it, but even then, I don't want to be. No, motivated. I'd still I don't do know. It. It's just different. It's different for me. I'm never motivated to the extent that I'm motivated to like go outside and exercise. It's like, oh, I don't feel like I've moved enough. But I would never think to track how much I've actually moved once I went outside. Like I just right. now, I feel good. Okay, great. It's I think optimization is insane. Right. right. That in general, and so yeah. and like 
especially if you're a living creature. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't know why you'd want to bring that into your life at all. But I realize I'm in the minority. I, I, I totally understand that. I will say though that like, look, it was a press release. It was self-serving to Strava. That if, if there was more details in it than what was that what I read uh, that covered more generations. I just thought, you know, it's another reminder that hey, old people, it's going to be okay. And look, the young people today, they're going to be freaking out about the young people when they're older. That's just the yeah, cycle we go through. It's like, mm-hmm. look, they're, people are going to be fine. If your kid's on their phone all day long, doesn't mean that they're ruined forever. Because guess what? If you were 15 right now, you'd be on your phone all day long. Guaranteed. You'd be doing wheelies on your e-bike in traffic. Exactly. Exactly. And that's just the way it goes. You did whatever version of that hap- was that's happening back That's my point. Then. People forget. And it's, yeah. you know... I don't. I, I mean, I were like, I well, part of the reason I got rid of next doors because I was tired of defending teenagers all the time. Because I, I mean, teenagers annoy the shit out of me too. Ask, did you, were you in a pretty hot hot spot for next door? Would you, did you have a uh, hot uh, next door? Uh, oh, I did. I, oh, big time. Yeah, I was a big <laughs> player around here. But like, uh, so much of it was like I saw these teenagers riding their bikes outside my yard. They were loud. It's like, dude, I used to throw rocks at people's cars. Like, oh, like, yeah. We did the yeah. most horrible crap. So did you. I was I a good I kid. I never got did. in trouble, and I was still like doing terrible things. I mean, if like, I had gotten caught, I would have been mortified, but I definitely did some fucked up shit. Like, I mean, ding-dong ditching sure. was a big part of our life. What, like, what are we, oh, ding-dong ding, ditching? Yeah, we're like, well, what yeah. are we going to do tonight? Well, we're going to ding-dong ditch. Yeah, hell yeah. Have we done the neighborhood yet? No, let's get it. Like, that was a big part of our life. And I was like, yep, super good, nice kid, never got in trouble. Yeah, I, I, it's yeah. same. Yeah, I don't... I remember, like, 1984, 85, like, people freaking out that, like, if you listen to ACDC, like, the devil was speaking to you. I mean, like, this is, you know, and parents are, oh, you can't listen to heavy metal. Or, like, oh, my God, the Atari 2600 is going to... Dungeons and Dragons, great one. I mean, like, give me a break. It Mm -hmm. never ends. It never changes. This is just the current one. So at least now you, I mean, okay, so there's a good, there is a good side about the the data tracking thing. Like it would be kind of nice to know, I guess, like what my kids were doing. <laughs> yeah. well, actually, like I don't the, want to be tracked, but like, oh good, my daughter was outside more than she was inside yesterday. That's great. You know, that's I mean, nice. a lot of what they're saying is, is in line with what you're suggesting, only it's being tracked through Strava, but like that they're right. going outside more to be social and be right. active and social as opposed to be, what's your goal? What are you going to do? Right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to enter this one and to sit back and let you cook, man, because, you know, while most of the outdoor world was lamenting the lack of snow, oh, yeah. California surfers like the rest, like like the entire coast of California got a late December swell that apparently was one for the books. You were up in Yosemite. Yeah. So I'm just going to I wanted to you know, have a few a few links that the inertia put up, including your friend Bianca Valente getting you know, brutally pummeled sure. at, uh, at Mavericks. And uh, <laughs> what, were, what, what, what were you doing? How were you how were you tracking the swell while you were in Yosemite? The problem is that like um, like I don't really I used to that like in the past this would be like, oh, I'm going to spend the I'm going to spend the week in Santa Cruz or the weekend in Santa Cruz. I'm just going to sleep in my truck and like surf all the points and all these weird waves only break when it's huge in Santa Cruz. Or I would have gone to Santa Barbara for the same thing. But the what I would get bummed about is there are all these like weird little novelty waves that break inside San Francisco Bay. And um, it's not like I live for them, but like that's what's fun, you know, because like I surf the beach all the time, you know, like whatever. It's sure. big, it's small. It's always the same. Um for well not it's never the same but i mean it's whatever i'm not gonna be like surprised but like there's so many little like nooks and crannies and like when the swell's that big and if the tide's low enough you'll be like these perfect little waves in places that like 
aren't open ocean and like it's wild and i i miss that but that were you, that were you tracking it were you in yosemite like look look at on your computer your oh of course yeah well they there used to be didn't used to be able to get any like cell or wi-fi service in the valley even until a couple of years back you really could but now you can so yeah mm-hmm. of course i was totally watching it and super annoyed that i missed it <laughs> um but you know that's just whatever it's how it goes it's kind of the cool part about surfing too it's like you're either there you're not you know yeah like it's, it's ephemeral but I'll, I'll wonder for a long time, like there's a couple, there's a wave called the Roach. I really like to surf inside San Francisco Bay that, that like, it's normally just flat water, but um, mm-hmm. if you, it doesn't break every year. And it even doesn't matter how big it is, the angle has to be right, but there'll be like this perfect little left. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing. Cause you're like, it breaks. And if you're, when you're on the wave, you just see the like skyline of San Francisco. It's, you're not that far from like Fisherman's That's Wharf so and cool. stuff. It's such a trip. And like, you're like. Yeah, I don't know. I love that guy. I love the novelty wave thing. And there's all these little waves that break on this side of the um, of Golden Gate that are like hard to get to and like hidden. And it's like, fuck, they probably were all like really good. And like that's like the one day of like three years. And I I try to get these waves and they break, and I missed it. So that's a bummer. Well, we can wrap it up there, man. What uh, what do you got going on this week? Anything coming out? Anything going on in AJ? New AJ podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, God, I don't know if I really want to. Well, this will be some changes in the next print issue. I don't know how much we're like we're supposed to talk about that, but we're Ooh. making some we're making some uh, some change some changes to the sort of the structure, which I'm pretty excited about. Okay. Uh, so, actually, this next week is probably when we first start like kind of putting pen to paper on some of this stuff. But yeah, the the we're we're, we're you know there's gonna be some slight some slight tweaks to the format, but we're stoked about it. So. All right, man. Yeah. And then you got the AJ podcast out AJ weekly. Pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, before you turn us off, take a second and follow the show wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star rating and review. You can reach out to the show by sending emails to myrockflight at gmail.com. Hit us up on socials. We're on TikTok, Threads, or Instagram at underscore rockfight underscore. Rockfight is a production of Rockfight LLC. For Justin Hausman, I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. Here to take us out is the one and only Krista Makes with the Rockfight fight song. We'll see you next time. Rock fight.